Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. Say happy Monday, but fuck Mondays. But gang, we got some shit to uh, talk about today, so let's dive right in. Uh, Some of you may have seen my Twitter video from this morning. Excuse this. Little cough. Hashtag unprofessional. But my Twitter video this morning was talking about there are certain things that I just don't debate anymore. Let me get adjusted here. Ah, shit. Okay, I'm comfortable. There are certain things I just don't debate anymore. Right, like, I've used the analogy before. There's a reason why OBGYNs don't debate people who think that storks bring babies. Yet you're only giving stupidity a platform. So it's like, I'm not going to waste your time. So, you know, stop it. Right? Uh, again, I, I, I no longer get into the debate about disrespecting a flag. One, it, that's, been, that's been talked about. That problem has been solved. The only people who have a problem are the people too fucking stupid to listen to what people are actually saying on the other side. But the main reason why I don't debate people who do the whole, what about the flag, you know, don't disrespect the flag, is because if I have to sit here and explain to you that my, again, pro-life people, that my life is worth more than a piece of cloth, again, A cop shoots me in the chest and I die. The world will be minus one Robert Christopher Reed. Now, you may not give a shit, but I kind of care. Right? I can take that American flag, assuming it's not something that was draped over your uncle or somebody's uh, box when they passed away. But I can take that flag off your front door. I can burn the shit out of it. Then I can go buy another one, put it back up. You wouldn't know the difference. You, you just wouldn't. And, and again, it, it, these are debates that I just don't have anymore because it's not worth my time, right? I'm not, if I, again, if I have to convince you that I'm worth more than a fucking flag, you're not my friend. You, you don't get to call me your friend anymore. But I was on a thread yesterday. And again, now you only have two minutes to talk about this stuff when you're on the Twitter videos, but I'm on a podcast. So I'm going to expand a little bit. There was a thread yesterday, and then it was overwhelmingly about the God topic. Now, I'm familiar with this Christian, and this Christian does what every other Christian, at least on this level, does, and that's just assert shit, right? Well, you you ate this. You actually believe in God. Actually, no, we don't. Oh, yes, yes, you do. I have a magical book here that says I know exactly what you're thinking, even though I've never met you. Shut the fuck up, right? But it went from that to, you know, 10 hours of her asserting that she's right without any fucking evidence to defending Donald Trump saying that Trump was, you know, great for religious freedoms and all this other bullshit. And gang, I just kind of tapped out. I threw a couple jabs in there, but I was like, again, I'm not going to, that's one of the topics that I don't debate. Again, look at the state of the country right now. I mean, I, if I live almost another 50 fucking years, I will never get out of my head. Just two short years ago, 
We had Nazis, gang. We had Nazis marching the streets in broad daylight. They love Donald Trump. They do. Y'all remember how badly he botched? And again, yeah, I've seen the video rolls of Trump, you know, denouncing white supremacy. But you ever stop to think why they continue to ask Donald Trump to do it? Right? It's kind of like reading football stats. If you see that the inside linebacker had 17 tackles, you think that fucker's a hoss. Then you do a little bit more research and you realize of those 17 tackles, 13 of them were made on his side of the line of scrimmage. Those aren't good stats, gang. That means, God damn it, can y'all hear that? That's my iPad going off. Hashtag unprofessional. I thought I'd uh, turn it off. Okay, here we go. Let's keep this thing moving. All right, but... If 13 of his 17 tackles were made five yards past the line of scrimmage, those aren't good stats. You want to know why Donald Trump was continually being asked to denounce white supremacy? Because white supremacists jerk him off. That fucker's got a long-standing history of racial practices in the business world. And so it's like, you know, they'll show him with Michael Jackson and Mike Tyson. And they're like, he can't be racist. He's friends with Michael Jackson. Shut the fuck up. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Right? And again, it, it, when, you're, when the only black people that you're hanging out with are the ones who can only increase your clout, give me a break. Those aren't genuine friendships, gang. They're just not. Yeah, to, to, to someone like a Donald Trump with his personality... Being friends with Michael Jackson, he was a collector's idol. He was adult. He was about like, see, I got a Michael Jackson. What do you have? Right? And again, he was constantly being asked to denounce racism because he is seen as a fucking racist. That is why. I mean, I remember, and y'all remember that last presidential debate, he and Biden. And Chris Wallace was like, can you please put this to bed? Do it right now, please, for the love of God. And, you know, he was getting all put out. I was like, I've done this before. But again, 17 cycles sounds great until you find out the overwhelming majority of them were five yards past the line of scrimmage. He's like, well, okay, well, well, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? And then, you know, I think Wallace, you know, talked about the Proud Boys. And what did his monkey ass do? Right? Okay, okay, proud stand by and stand by and there's some shit. Still, was it stand back and stand by? They adopted that shit, gang. They put that shit on baseball hats. They adopted it as a motto. They put that shit on their t-shirts. He didn't denounce them. It was a fucking battle cry. Literally a battle cry. And like I said in my video, if your net worth increased. During the Trump presidency, I can see why you liked him. But don't you dare say that he was good for the country because he wasn't. <clears throat> and again, I have to ask, your, your net worth increased, but was it worth it? I would say absolutely not. I would much rather have stayed where I am financially, even take a dip, if it meant that we didn't hate each other so fucking much in this country. But I've said before, I give Trump credit he brought the racist assholes out to the front. Now I know who my enemies are. So, you know, I, I, I guess that's good. <laughs> but yeah, again, I, to kind of close this portion out, I'm not debating anyone who's going to sit here and tell me that Trump was good for this country because he just wasn't. 
And the belly aching point, because the only thing I did comment on on that thread was when she mentioned no president has ever fought harder for religious freedom. Okay, anyone who bites on Donald Trump is a Christian. No wonder you fucking believe that a virgin got pregnant, a snake can talk, and fucking a dead Jew can come back to life after being brutally tortured, murdered, and he apparently moved a rock with magic. But shut the fuck up. Do you really think Donald... I'm an atheist, and I'm more of a fucking Christian than Donald Trump. Y'all remember when he was asked, you know, what's your favorite uh, Bible verse? Oh, yeah, that's just private. That's that's private. But do you want to give us a hint? It's like New Testament. Or, no, it's just private. It wasn't private. He doesn't know the Bible for shit. And you remember when he finally did talk about the Bible in a... It was like a Liberty University commitment speech. Uh, two Corinthians. I mean, right there. I mean, two Corinthians. I mean, that's the whole ball game. He didn't know what the fuck. Someone just fed him that. So I was like, well, what did he do to defend religious freedoms? Hashtag they're not actually under attack. Right? Quit your fucking belly aching, Christians. Now, what did she say? I'm trying to read because that one just came into my mind. Uh, I was something along the line. Oh, I can try to remember. But it was something as benign as, you know, he defended your right to say Merry Christmas or some shit like that. And I'm like, okay, no, no. It's because churches got shut down during COVID. Gang, I've already addressed this. If all you saw was that a church got shut down, that's because that's all you wanted to see. You are a selfish, whiny little bastard. Everything got shut down, except for liquor stores. Hashtag, I'm still very glad about that. Right? So, I mean, stop, and... And I'm quoting someone else. And this person's medically trained. I am not. But one of the reasons, one of the reasons why liquor stores were uh, told that you can still open is because one of the worst withdrawals ever is alcohol. So they were trying to negate the need to have uh, unnecessary patients show up at the door. They kept liquor stores open to keep winos like me happy. But secondly, if you just cold turkey fucking alcohol, do you know what kind of strain that would put on the uh, medical system? We were already maxed the fuck out uh, trying to help with COVID. And so, again, if all you saw, you know, like Donald Trump fought for us because our shut the fuck up. Everything got shut down, you whiny baby. So again, there are things that I just don't debate. And that, gang, is fucking one of them. If you still think Trump was good for this country, you're either a racist, you're a religious bigot, or you are as dumb as the day is long, and you should not be outside when the sunlight is out and interact with normal humans. Go fuck yourself. Okay, the first topic has been put to bed. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth. Let's go. Uh, the second one. Fuckface Cole Beasley. Fuckface Cole Beasley. So here's my problem with, okay, some of y'all are like, who the fuck is Cole Beasley? Great question. Cole Beasley is a wide receiver in the NFL. Dude's actually pretty good. He's actually pretty damn good. He's with the Bills now. He was with the Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> Cole Beasley is a good athlete. No question about it. Cole Beasley just so happens to be an anti-vaxxer and an anti-masker. 
He's one of these idiots running around talking about hoaxes, sucking on uh, Tucker Carlson's shit when it comes out of his butthole. Why do we need vaccines? It's shut the fuck up. And you know, the one thing I've noticed about uh, some of the anti-vaxxers, if not the old, actually the majority, because I remember reporting to you guys that uh, fucking the old was, I'm trying to remember the percentage, but the overwhelm. Okay. What the fuck? I thought I turned this off. My iPad's got a mind of its own. Okay, that shit's going off. Okay, where the fuck was I? I have to get focused. And you know what gets me focused? Hold on, you know what time it is. Ah, Delicious. Gin and truth and clarity. Let's go. But the overwhelming majority of people uh, not getting vaccines are the uh, hardcore Republicans. They're normally Christians. And here's the, have I turned my podcast into kind of a cottage industry on bashing the stupidity of Christians? I'm starting to pick up the pace on this. I'm not even sorry. (laughs) But again, for the Christians who fall into this category, I find it incredibly fucked up that you are putting your trust in a man you have never met and has never been proven from a book so full of fucking contradiction and errors that if someone wrote a book like the Bible today, no publishing company would fucking touch it. You put your trust in a make-believe man to cure you of whatever ails you, but a man sitting right in front of your fucking face like a Fauci and other medically licensed people are telling you, wash your hands, stay away from crowds, wear your mask, get the vaccine. You guys are like... Man, I'm not buying it. What the fuck's the matter with you? But back to Cole Beasley. Cole, here's one thing I one I disagree a lot of shit with this guy. But the round mound of rebound, Charles Barkley. I grew up watching that fucker play for the 76ers. Y'all remember those Joe Dumar size shorts? Back when we were kids and people played basketball, they were pretty much wearing their fucking underwear and tube socks. But uh Sir Charles said after I belch. Sir Charles says, I am not a role model. Y'all remember how much shit he ate as a result? And he should have. You are a role model, Chuck. You are. Again, when the janitor at your local high school fucks up, nobody knows. When an athlete farts without saying excuse me, we are front page news. We're entitled. We're spoiled. No one's ever told us no. We're a bane on society. You are, or we are role models. I mean, our coach used to tell us, be careful what you say and do. There's always a little pair of eyes looking up at you. And he was right. But more importantly, you got fuckface Cole Beasley. You are a role model, man, whether you want to be or not. And he's up here talking about, you know, not getting the vaccine, going out in public. Why are we wearing masks? And the fucked up portion about this, and this was actually part of the thread yesterday. Do you guys not fucking understand that viruses do not care your political affiliation? They don't care about your race. They don't care about your financial. Viruses don't give a fuck who you are. The only difference between us and viruses, one, viruses don't have egos. They don't. They don't care. Two, they're on top of the fucking food chain. Right? We we humans are stupid enough to think that we're number one. Not even close, Jack. We are a distant second to viruses. 
All a virus cares about is surviving and reproducing. And it will eat the inside of your body as fast as it will mine. It does not, it has no prejudice. No prejudice. And so this is why fuck faces like Donald Trump. They, they were intellectually lethal on this uh, issue. You know, it was like, again, it, it does not fucking matter your beliefs. You are an example to the rest of people. And when Trump, and I still remember it, it was early on when it was like, is a mask 100% uh, necessary, so on and so forth. Here's the thing, gang. You are the leader of the free fucking world. You put that mask on because people are going to do what you do. He likes to brag they'd had 70 some odd million voters. Well, they're all jerking you off, Donald. If you would have worn a mask, if you would have taken this seriously, I wonder what the end result would have been. It probably would have been better than what it is right now. Cole Beasley, you know how many kids have your fucking bubblegum card? Save up their money to get your fucking replica jersey? Work out extra hard so they can be just like Cole? I did that. I absolutely did that. I And well, I started in uh, junior high. Right. And so I just remember. So back then you played Iron Man football, Iron Man football. For you who don't know is when you went both ways. OK, hashtag insert a joke there, but you went both ways. So I played tight end on one side, offensive side of the ball, and I played defensive end on the defensive side of the ball. Right. And so all the big name defensive ends like back, it was like Ed Jones. And so I remember the tight end I used to want it to be like. But you, you would do everything you could. I remember, yeah, y'all remember, like the Steve Sable uh, fucking, uh, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can fucking find it. Because I can. I remember this song uh, playing in my head when I was, uh, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I remember the, uh, you know, let's go Raiders. Uh, so I remember the, the, the slow motion. You remember the guy here? Let, let's see if you can hear it. Oh, yeah. Hold on. It's about to get good. Oh, fuck me. Fuck me. And I still remember, gang, you know, they would always play that song and the guys would get in a three-point stance in slow motion. I used to do that. Fucking getting my defensive end stance. I never even been in a three-point stance. And that song was playing the back of my head. Well, I got into my fucked up ass stance because no one ever taught me how to get into a fucking three-point stance. But the point is, athletes are role models, man. And so when you got a stupid bastard like Cole Beasley sitting there, you know, doubting whether masks and vaccines are effective, how many fucking kids are listening to Cole Beasley right now? I don't think that idiot understands how responsible he is for the people around him. And yes, he is. It's part of the job. Yo, you want to make $20 million a year? You want all this clout and recognition? Well, guess what, Jack? That comes with the burden. You are in, uh, you've got, there's a higher standard for you. There just is. And I'm not saying that as someone talking shit. I was once there. You, You can't afford to fuck up like the average person. Because again, when the average person fucks up, nobody knows about it. 
And the real thing that just got me, gang, because again, viruses kill. They reproduce by eating, they survive by eating your insides. And again, they don't care who you are. Cole Beasley is promoting death. Let's just keep it real. Corona can fucking kill you. Cole Beasley gets to keep his job. Colin Kaepernick promoted life. He said, you know what? You see that black person over there, America? Yeah, I think it's a really good idea not to murder him. You know what we did to that dude? We blackballed him out of the NFL. And all he said is, I think it's a really great idea not to kill black people. He doesn't have a job. He can't get a job. Cole Beasley is telling people pretty much, go out there and die. I'm not being hyperbolic when I fucking say that. Again, y'all heard the song. I literally would get down in a three-point stance in slow motion to imitate the guys that I saw on the TV screen. Whatever they ate, I ate. Whatever they said, I said. That's how athletics goes. Cole Beasley has had infinitely more football playing success than I ever did. Way more people know the name Cole Beasley than they knew of Robert Reed. As a result, Cole Beasley has a bigger responsibility than Robert motherfucking Reed. And gang, even if I was in that spot still, I would wear that mask even if I did not think it was necessary. You want to know why? Because I know I got a pair of little eyes looking up at me. That's what I was saying about Trump. You wear a mask. You are the leader. You set the fucking example. Hey, this one's personal to me, gang. It pisses me off. You are an ambassador, Cole. Suck it the fuck up. And because I told Cole Beasley to suck it the fuck up, hold on, you know what time it is. Mmm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. All right, I think I can hit one more before I got to push up on the 29-minute mark. What the fuck is this? Okay, here we go. Okay, gang, it, it, now we're going to bring it on to uh, Texas. And this is happening across the nation, but I'm focusing on Texas for a reason. There's an issue in Texas public schools, public schools, about how black kids wear their hair. Dreadlocks. Okay. I hate dreadlocks. I personally cannot stand them. I, I don't like them. But if you are black and you want to wear fucking dreadlocks, knock yourself out, right? You're not going to get any kickback from me. You do you. But apparently there's some school districts around here who think it's fucking terrible and they put it in their fucking dress code. Now, let me get this young man's name right. DeAndre Arnold, brother DeAndre, excuse me, was kicked out of school. Was he a miscreant? No. Was he slinging rocks? No. He was wearing dreadlocks. You want to know why? His mother is African-American. His daddy is from Trinidad. And to honor the Trinidadian uh, portion of his blood, that brother wore dreadlocks. And the mother gave a demonstration on how she fixes that hair every morning. It's not infested with lice. It wasn't dirty. Again, for a guy who doesn't like dreads or long hair, it was snappy as shit. But every single morning, his mother cared for his hair because she knew that was the source of his strength. 
It never went past his shoulders. She kept it neat. She kept it clean. He was a good kid. And they kicked him out. Then they tried to make the compromise and said, okay, he can come back, but he has to go. Uh, we called it sack. Now, I don't know what y'all call it now, but it's the end school suspension. And so it was like, you can come back, but basically they're going to just put that boy in a jail cell. Then they said, okay, I, we can't stop you and you can do your classwork, but you can't walk the stage. We'll let you graduate and leave us, but you can't walk the stage until you cut your hair. Are you fucking kidding me? Because here's the thing, gang, and I, I don't think I've said it out loud here, but this look that white boys have, I can't fucking stand it. And if you want to know which ones I'm talking about, go look at younger pictures of fuckface Tucker McNeil, Mac Swanson, Mac fuck you, Mac fuck me, Mac fuck Klansman, Mac fuck Donald Trump, Mac Donald's, Mac rib, Mac fuck 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 Carson. I can't stand that fucking shaggy looking hairstyle. I cannot fucking, if I had to make a choice to let the dude who fucking has dreadlocks and it's well kept and this shaggy hair looking bullshit that white boys wear today, I'd give that black kid six diplomas and I'd kick the white boy in his fucking face. I can't stand that look. It just looks so unkept to me. I don't know where it came from, but I want it to go back where it fucking came. Why don't they say anything about that? What about the white girls? Huh? When I was a kid, uh, I think it was some of the chemicals. What was that? that what was that green shit we used to use, gang? Y'all remember that? That shit came in that little bitty ass tub that fit in the palm of your hand, but it lasted you 12 lifetimes. What the f was it? No, Stay Soft Fro was the spray in the brown bottle. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. But that shit, it made your hair soft but it damaged hair big time. As a result, black girls didn't grow hair very long. You know who did? White girls. And they still can. That shit's down to their butt crack. And if you're worried about the black kid's dreads touching his shoulder blades and not going to let him graduate, I wonder how many blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white girls named Karen are going to walk the stage that night. Texas, do you have any idea how bad of a fucking look this is? And it's not just Brother DeAndre. It's not. I mean, there was an instance, I can't remember where, it was up north, uh, a wrestler. This kid had been wrestling all year with dreads. All year with dreads. And I can't remember the sequence of events. The only good news is that the referee was suspended. He lost his job. But for whatever reason, like smack dab in the middle of the match, he's like, you can't wrestle. You got dreads. So the kid got a little skull cap and put it up. I think the kid actually already wore a skull cap. It's like, no, no. Long story. And I mean, I cried when I saw this shit. Because it was like state or some shit like that. The kid was the ultimate team player. And the team trainer came out and cut that kid's dreads right there on the fucking mat. That kid looked super defeated. I was super defeated. And then the referee wanted to come and shake his hand. I was like, man, fuck you. Kid went out and pinned the other dude. But again, these are not isolated incidences, gang. It's like we're not even trying to hide how fucking racist this country is. I mean, okay, what the fuck? My phone's going nuts. Let me put this shit somewhere else. Hashtag episode mood killer. But my point is, we're not even trying to hide it.
And I think there's a law being passed, or I'm trying to remember. Again, I'm blaming the lack of sleep, but it's the crown law. Crown, but basically, you can't discriminate against a black kid for basically being fucking black. And I remember when I played ball, uh, the rule was no name that no name, no hair that went past your nameplate on the back of your jersey. It wasn't a cultural attack; it was safety, right? Uh, I don't know if you guys know what a horse collar tackle is, but it is incredibly dangerous. There have been compound fractures as a result. Basically, you run behind someone, you grab them by the back of their shoulder pads in Jersey, and you fall, you you drag them down while the your body lands on their legs. It's a sure way to tackle it, but it's also a sure way to have someone suffer a compound fracture. Now, I am looking at the clock, and there's no way, no way I'm going to get the rest of this story in before this time is dead. So, y'all know the drill. Say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm going to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. Then I'll be back for part two of Gin and Truth. keep this thing going shall we but we were talking about the horse collar tackle right and so again you you run behind someone you grab them by the back of their shoulder pads and jersey you pull them down that means you're falling down which means you fall on their legs and you snap them like pretzels now the reason why you couldn't have dreadlocks is because that made back then there wasn't even a name for it but that made horse collar tack i just hawked a loogie that made a horse collar tackling more accessible to people like me, a defender. So it was a safety reason back then, right? Well, then my Samoan brothers was like, yo, this is my this is my culture, this is my heritage. And so the NFL, the NCAA adopted a rule. If you are going to wear your hair long, we will not stop you if that is honoring your culture. We just can't protect you anymore. They signed on the line that was dotted and it's all good. Right, I mean, the probably the worst one I've ever seen was Troy Polamalu. Look him up if you don't know who that is. Safety for uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hashtag I hate the fucking Steelers. But he intercepted the ball. He ran it back, and someone horse collared his monkey ass so bad when they got up. Luckily, no one was hurt. When they got up, they had a handful of Troy's hair in their head, and that fucker still had seventy-seven pounds of hair left to spare. Now. Again, gang, back to the dreadlock thing. That was just kind of a football story. This is not about safety, right? These kids, they're not hurting anybody by carrying their hair the way they carry it, right? You're honoring your culture or just nothing else. You like fucking dreadlocks. And I looked and I couldn't find. And if you guys can find it, by all means, send that shit to me. But I didn't see any instances of my white brothers being told, you know, fucking watch your hair coming out of your helmet or hearing stories about how a white person couldn't walk a fucking stage because of an unapproved uh, dress code violated fucking hairstyle. 
again, you, and you know, kind of a stupid story, actually. So I pledged, obviously, while in college, and at the exact same time, I think like there were like four black dudes that pledged. There were like 12 white dudes who pledged at the exact same time. Well, one of John Makovic's kind of unspoken but spoken rules was no pledging. And he's like, yo, fuck you. You can't tell us not to enjoy, you know, the full breadth of the college experience. Fuck you, right? So we pledged. Well, Makovic found out that there were people. Matter of fact, one of our star players, a white boy, in a, a fraternity accident, fucked his ankle up. I mean, bigly. So much, in fact, he couldn't play. And sadly for this dude, because I absolutely love him, we're still friends to this day, it costed him his job. Now, Football 101 says, <clears throat> pardon me, Football 101 says you don't lose your job to injury. But there's an exception to every rule. The dude who replaced him was electric, right? But the point is, there were literally like 10 or 12 white boys who pledged and find black dudes. My head coach was going to kick those players off. And by those... I mean, the black dudes, he wasn't touching the white boys. And it was one of the assistants. There were two black assistants back then, Coach Godbolt, and we called him Big Dick Cleave. <laughs> so Big Dick Cleave and Mac and uh, uh, Coach Godbolt were like, do you have any idea how fucked up that looks? Are, are you really going to suspend the do you, I mean, what the fuck are you thinking? Right? And so again, it, it's, Let's say it is, and it is. I looked it up. It's it's their dress code. Do you have any idea how bad that fucking looks? Because again, you know how many shaggy-haired white people that I could point out? I can't go to the fucking grocery store. I could throw an apple up in the air, and before it hits the ground, it'll smack the skull of 17 white boys that have that shaggy fucking hairstyle that's popular nowadays. So it's like... Again, how did you say that it was the black kids you're going to target and not the white kids? And if it's just a matter of hair hitting, you know, your collar, hashtag what about the white girls? Again, I, again, it's like, do you have any fucking clue how fucked up that looks? So again, and, and, and I'm, I'm targeting Texas, but the entire United States, you look these stories up your goddamn self. You're not even trying to hide the fact that you are targeting black kids. Go fuck yourself. Now we're about to hit the meat of today's topic. But before I hit the meat, hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. Critical race theory. Right here in the fucking state of Texas. Now, as of the weekend... Fuckface Governor Greg Abbott has completely buttfucked, and not in a sexy, vibrant way, completely buttfucked every woman in the state of Texas. Ladies, you only thought you knew what was best for you. Wrong, mister! Apparently, Greg Abbott does. He made sure no woman in the state of Texas gets an abortion because all life is sacred. In a state... That still practices the fucking death penalty. Greg Abbott, I don't think you understand how stupid you fucking look. But we now have put the ixnay on critical race theory. 
Now, that's something that's been thrown around a lot. It's kind of like socialism, right? If you really want to cut someone to their core, you call them a socialist. Then the person who just accused you of being a socialist, ask them what socialism means. You know what they're going to say? Socialism, bad. MAGA, motherfucker. Yeah, they don't even know what it means, right? And critical race theory, thanks to the coons, has a negative connotation, right? You think I'm bullshitting? Go listen to what fucking fuckface Candace Owens has to say about it. Hey, I'll get on that stinking coon later. But so if you need to know what it is, here it is. And I wrote that shit down to make sure I put across the most accurate shit. It's rooted on the grounds that race is a socially constructed entity. And it is. And it is intentionally impressive, oppressive. And it is. And it holds that the law and legal institutions actively practice racism by deliberately creating economic, social, and political inequities between whites and people of color, especially blacks. Tell me which part of that does not describe the United States of America to the fucking T. And here's the problem, gang. It's kind of like that fucking abortion bill that fuckface Greg Abbott sign. Again, it's like, did you even, like Makovic, did you even stop to think how fucking bad this looks? When he signed that fucking bill, there were like 20 white dudes and like three women. You just made a decision for millions of fucking women. You didn't think it would be a good idea to throw some skirts around some of the ladies and fucking have them stand behind you? Are you fucking kidding me? And then I saw Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor. I saw his monkey ass on the news this morning talking about all the bullshit that you normally hear. Right? Well, we, we don't want kids being taught that America is racist and all. Why is a white dude fucking saying that? Are you, I mean, again, the audacity of men to stand in a room and make decisions for women. That's not arrogant. That's oppressive. That is hate-filled. And when I have to see fucking Dan Patrick and Greg Abbott, the whitest fuckers on the fucking planet, sit here and say that there's no racism? Dude, you, you've spent your entire life as a fucking white dude. And now you are the ones that get to tell black people, we're not going to talk about race. America's not racist. Well, guess what, fuckface McGee? <clears throat> when you sit on the perch that you sit on, you're right. You don't see it. And I remember talking to my mother about this a while back because someone said some shit that pissed me the fuck off. And, it, and I remember telling my mom didn't like what I had to say, but I was like, mom, I just got to keep it real. And it was some lady at work talking some shit and... Again, it was kind of the same thing. Where I was like, mom, she just, she doesn't have the vision, right? It, when you are a rich white lady and she's sitting here saying blacks and Mexicans are happy, even though she's a rich white lady. And I'm, and this is what got my mom upset when I said, it. I was like, you know, the blacks and the Mexicans that work for this lady for $10 an hour, they need that $10 an hour. And they show up every morning with a fucking smile. Now, when the minorities in your life work for you, yeah, they're going to smile. They need their money. 
But that's the only minority exposure this lady has in her entire fucking day. She does not get, she's not qualified. I mean, ladies, again, how upset would you be if during that time of the month, and boy, those cramps are just hitting you with the fucking stone cold stunner. You are doubled over. And your husband or your boyfriend comes up and like, man, just rub some dirt on. It's not that bad. He doesn't have ovaries. He doesn't have a vagina. He's the one currently not bleeding. You slap the shit out of him. And so when this lady, when Dan Patrick and everyone else tells you, oh, there's no racism. We're not even going to talk about it. It's like, who the fuck are you to make that call? You spent your entire life as a fucking white dude. Okay, let's say you had to break it, uh, put some effort into it to, to get where you are. Congratulations. But here's the thing, fuckface Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Your race never once counted against you. So when you sit here and you say shit like, well, I worked hard, blah, blah, shut the fuck up. First and foremost, I've already told you, there's a difference. And here comes the rain. God damn it, Papa's going to drag in some mud. Papa! This motherfucker. But, like I said, there's a difference between working hard and clocking long hours. I have zero doubt that someone like a Dan Patrick clocks long hours, but he didn't have to work hard. Because, again, how many blacks, how many Mexicans, how many Asians, how many women did you compete against? Hashtag not very much. But yet, these are the people who are saying that we're not going to talk about racism. These are the people, you know why that is, gang? Because again, I put myself on top of the trash heap. When that lady at work literally grabbed me by the neck of my shirt and pulled me down and ripped me 15 new assholes because what my, my language was misogynistic. It was homophobic. Right? And she was like, every word out of your fucking mouth betrays what's actually in your heart. And she was right. And I had to eat some crow that day. I, I will go to my grave thanking that lady for the opportunity for improvement. She ripped me a new asshole. And you know what? It was not easy to hear. It's still not easy to admit that, yo, I was part of the fucking problem, Jack. Right? It's just the way you were conditioned. It was it, the language you learned while playing football back when I played on a great day was homophobic and misogynistic. Today, you would just be called straight up hate filled. You're a bigot and you would lose your job and deservedly so. And so when you get a group of privileged white people saying that there is no more racism, it's all in the past. Let's just move forward. It's because I think somewhere they know, <clears throat> excuse me that they could possibly be part of the problem and they don't want to face it. I've said it before. Racism always seems to be someone else's problem. Right? It, it, you're, you're never shocked when it's someone else's kid who says the word nigger and gets caught on video. And now that shit's all over YouTube. And now your kid just got fucking choke slammed. And now you've got to move out of your neighborhood because your entire family now has been branded as racist. You're never surprised when that happens. You're only shocked when it happens to you. Right? And people don't want to sit again. I had to sit here and I had to put myself under examination. Yeah, my language was violently misogynistic. 
if you knew me, you knew I would die before I put my hands on a woman. That's not who I am. Right? I teach women's self-defense. <laughs> you, you, you think? But my language was fucking terrible. Because again, when you played football in the 80s, it was nothing to say you look like a bitch. Right? It was nothing to say, man, you missed that tackle. Did you suck a dick last night, you fucking faggot? Right? Did you take one in the ass too? That what a, if a coach said that today, he wouldn't be able to get through the fucking sentence before we gave him his walking papers. And you know what? Hashtag he deserved it. I had to put in work, gang. I had to put in serious work to change my mind and my attitude. And the first thing you have to say is, I fucked up. And so when you look at people like these assholes signing off on these bills, saying that we're not going to teach critical race theory, and like even Trump, remember fuckface Trump? What was it like the 1619 project? Again, I mean, fuck, we're not even trying to hide the fact that we don't care anymore or that we never cared, right? The 1619, I think it was, where you get, you're, you're teaching how the slave trade, how racism is interwoven in the very fabric of the blanket that we call the United States. <clears throat> you have to address that shit. You just got to, because it's not going to go away. Right. And then what did he do? It was the 1776 project to teach people that America is great, that there is no racism. We hold hands at night and sing Kumbaya. And what the fuck happened? Millions and millions and millions of people got behind this idea. Again, America will not get any better until we admit that maybe we're a little fucked up. And you can't even teach that shit in schools now. We're just going to see it. And here's the thing, gang. I've referenced this before, and it stopped raining, and it made me think about it because Papa went outside, and he just took a massive shit. There is no amount of perfume I can put on that pile of shit that's going to disguise the fact that it's a pile of shit. You understand what I'm saying? You can't sit here and tell us to move on. Racism happened yesterday. There's no more racism, right? It's like ignoring that bump in your fucking scrote sack. Please continue to ignore it. And six months from now, when you go in for your checkup, your doctor say, yo, you've got testicular cancer. I know the progression. Why didn't you come to me on day one when you had that small lump? Please keep ignoring the racial problems in this fucking country and watch how they don't get solved. Right? I was talking to someone today at work. And believe it or not, gang, I didn't remember that this is the one-year anniversary of George Floyd. Right? And someone at work said something along the lines of, I hope they don't riot. I guess to, you know, observe the death of George Floyd. And maybe I'm just too tired. But I didn't jump down this person's throat. I talked to this person. And I told this person, again, unless you are criminally insane, no one likes looting. I, I didn't like looting last year or any year. I think it's fucking terrible. But I'll tell y'all what I told her. And y'all probably heard this shit before. When you whisper, you are ignored. When you speak up, 
you're told to shut the fuck up. When you yell, you're seen as belligerent and violent. So all we have left now is to wreck shop, right? Again, it, it, we're not wrecking shop because we want more garlic on our pasta or unequal treatment in the, shut the fuck up. It's a simple message. We just don't want to die, right? The people who are charged to protect us shouldn't be shooting us down like they're hunting turkey or deer, right? Again, nobody likes looting, but looting is the voice of the ignored. And so again, again, for the people who want to sit here and continue to say the bullshit that it's over, get over it. Dan Patrick, Greg Abbott, Trump, all these idiots who want to do things like the 1776 Project and just teach all the good parts about America while ignoring all the bad. Well, guess what? It's not that we are looting. It's that you are inviting it. I mean, how many more times are you going to slap someone in the fucking face before we punch back? And you know what's going to happen? You slapping me in the face, that's what's going to be ignored. What's going to get focused on is the fact that I punched you fucking back. Because I remember last year, and if y'all follow me on Twitter, I got real dark this time last year. I mean, bigly dark. Because in the George Floyd and the Jacob Blake, it really hurt me. But what hurt me were all the calls of support. Yeah. And let me tell you why that hurt me. I had to divorce my phone. I don't think I'm exactly going to say probably seven calls or text messages a day to tell me, Robert, you're visible. Robert, we see you. Robert, you're part of our family. We love you. Black lives matter. Robert, your lives matter. You know why that fucking bothered me, gang? Because 10, 15 years ago, I told them that it's hard to be black in this country. 10, 15 years ago, I told them, stop saying that I sound white. Stop saying that I act white. Stop saying that I'm white on the inside. I had people show me pictures of Halloween parties, and there would be three or four people in blackface. And then I would turn and I would say, just let me know when I'm supposed to laugh at that bullshit. You know what they would say? Oh, Robert, it, it was just a Halloween cup. Shut the fuck up. The reason why it bothered me, gang, is because it was fashionable. I asked you 15 years ago to show me respect, but you didn't. But now everyone, now it's popular. And yet, you know what the definition of discipline is, at least to a football player? Discipline is what you do when nobody's looking, right? 15 years ago, when I told you, you better step correct, you laughed at me. Now you're getting credit for it. Right, So now you want to be seen as, oh, Robert, I love you. Shut the fuck up. You didn't love me 15 years ago, you fucking tool. Shut the fuck up. Right? And this is why critical race theory and shit like that is so important. How do you know where you're going to go if you don't know where the fuck it is you've been? We need to teach. And I actually remember. I'm thinking about all this shit that's happening at work. Hashtag, I need to burn that place down. But I'm starting to remember all this shit at work. And I remember one lady getting pissed off because uh, where her kid was going to school, they were actually coming correct. They, they stopped teaching that fucking Thanksgiving Day story 
that they popped popcorn and had turkey and they sat around fires and told funny stories. No, the pilgrims were fucking savages. They raped, they murdered. And for those that they couldn't rape and murder, they brought diseases to the natives that their immune system couldn't handle and finished them off that way. And she was mad that they were teaching the actual history of when the pilgrims landed on United States fucking soil. Unlike what Rick fucking Santorum says, there was already somebody here, asshole. And I'm just now finding out that a better portion of my blood is it. Look, I'm trying to remember what the fuck. But the better portion of my blood, I'm Native American. I didn't even fucking know that until 60 days ago. And all we want to do is teach the fucking truth. We should teach that the pilgrims were fucking savages. We should teach fucking critical race theory. So it's not that we hate America. Again, we love America enough to tell the truth and put in some work to see the country get better. It's idiots like Abbott and Patrick and everyone else who wants to ignore the past. Why? They don't want to be made to feel uncomfortable. Well, guess what, fuck faces? I don't care. Right? It's like the whole, oh, Robert, you don't have any idea how hard it is, <clears throat> excuse me, to be a white guy. I mean, do you have any idea how hard it is to be blamed for everything? No, asshole, I don't. Let me ask you a question. Do you know what it's like to die for nothing? I reached in my back pocket to get my cell phone. The cop murdered me, and you're worried about being blamed for something. Hey, asshole, who's the snowflake now, bitch? So as usual, Uncle Bobby has given y'all a lot of fucking problems. And in true Uncle Bobby fashion, he's going to give you a lot of motherfucking solution. First up, people who defend Trump, shut the fuck up. I almost want to know what it is you've been smoking so that you have been this detached from reality. Again, I don't give a shit if you made 14 extra million dollars this year. You don't get to call yourself a good person anymore if you think Donald Trump was good for this country. In my lifetime, this country has never been more splintered. And that's saying a lot because you're talking to a dude when he was in kindergarten was called a nigger by his teacher. I've never seen the country so splintered than what it is right now. Donald Trump is not a good president. And he was toxic for this country. Cole Beasley, you're next, motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. You are an ambassador. You are a role model, despite what Charles Barkley said. Again, you know how many kids want to be just like you, Cole? And not just what you do athletically. So when Cole Beasley says, fuck the mask, you know how many kids are saying, fuck the mask? You own the community more than what you're giving it, Cole. The NFL, shut the fuck up. Cole Beasley is promoting death. And you haven't even given that fucker a citation. Colin Kaepernick was promoting life and you fired and you blackballed him. You have no idea how bad that looks, do you? Shut the fuck up. The state of Texas and the United States in general 
for banning black kids from having dreadlocks. Shut the fuck up. You too, you've got no idea how bad this makes you look. Makes me wonder, do you even care? Again, let's say that boy's mother, and this is just one incident, gang, but brother DeAndre, let's say his mother said, fuck it. Keep it clean, but just let it hang. And his dreads went to his shoulder blades. Do you have any idea how bad it looks that you discipline him, but not the blonde-haired white girl? whose hair goes down longer than that. Your dress code is racist. And you don't even know it. I saw a clip of the superintendent of the district. He was shrugging it off like he stepped on an ant. Again, you don't care. That's why I'm telling you to shut the fuck up. For people who don't think that we should teach critical race theory, Dan Patrick, Fuck face Greg Abbott. Shut the fuck up. You don't get to make the... F- I don't care how many times Candace Owens and everyone on the fucking coon train tells you, oh, oh, yes, a bozo. Things are... Shut the fuck up. You can listen to the 10 idiots or the 10 million who are telling you this shit is fucked up. Again, it's not that we're going to riot. It's that you're inviting it. I don't want to be angry and I want to get over it. I do. But you as a white dude don't get to tell me as a black dude how to do it. I'm telling you, we need to address the fucking past because it's affecting our present and it's affecting our fucking future. If you think I'm bullshitting, please listen to the tone of my voice. Do I sound like I'm fucking with y'all? Gang, Uncle Bobby has held you long enough. The big guy is siding the fuck off. Jen and truth, let's go. Truth.